listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, <clears throat> all right. You guys kind of briefly heard me talk about it. Yes, I got fired from my normal job. Uh, a lot of people were asking for details about it. A lot of people were, like, very in- intrigued by what I did to actually get fired. Uh, many people had very wild stories that they thought it would be. It's not as exciting as you thought, but a lot of people always ask what I do and this and that. So let me let me just start off by saying I'm not going to say the company's name because there's a lot of trolls out there who will do stupid stuff. But I work on an assembly line. Uh, I've been working there for just about 10 years. And my attitude there has changed. I know there's people here that listen to the podcast that I work with. So you guys can you know, pretty much tell. My first five years there, I was, you know, always doing my job and doing it right and doing it ahead and going the extra mile, staying overtime, sometimes coming in early to a point after about three or four years, I was actually offered a lead man position with my former boss, but I turned it down because me and him really didn't get along that well. So I didn't really think it would be a um, very good fit, you know? So I turned it down to time and yeah, the last four and a half years have been kind of, I've turned into this whole, I don't give a, you know, attitude, like the way they treat you around there and stuff like they treat me around there, stuff like that. It's, it gets pretty bad. Uh, you know, no matter what I get my job done, I get it done on time. I usually get it done without write-ups depending on what job I'm doing and also how my attitude is that day. So, you know, for example, the best idea I can give you guys about four years ago, four or five years ago, my daughter was born. Uh, if you guys know about my daughter, she was born with pulmonary valve stenosis, which is basically a valve in her heart where the, the main valve where oxygen and blood flow through was too small. It was not growing with her. Uh, basically, we were told that she might have to have open heart surgery at like six months old. Uh, one day at work, it was like five in the morning, just got to work. I get a frantic call from my wife and basically told me that, you know, she had, she had, she used to have to wear this thing uh, called an outlet or whatever. It's like a sock you wear that, that monitors like your oxygen and like your heartbeat and stuff like that. Her heart stopped uh, in the middle of the night and an alarm go, went off and, you know, they had to basically, you know, call 911 and she called me and I went running, you know, to my boss, grabbed a, uh, you know, uh, leave pass ran out of there faster than I ever ran before in my life uh, just to pretty much find out that she was okay everything was good um, you know everything you know she obviously she's fine you know so I come back the next day with a note and everything uh, before he even asked like he didn't you know they never even asked me how my daughter was they immediately wrote me up for leaving early it was actually pretty insane and, you know, just, you know, kind of echo that whole thing. You know, you guys probably know uh, the car accident I was in two years ago. Very lucky to, you know, even be walking, yet alone live. I was rear-ended at about 70 miles an hour. 
sent my car flying about 52 yards, you know, in a, in a full on spin. Uh, very, very bad accident. Very scary. Uh, I, <laughs> I ended up having to go to a lot of physical therapy. I've been having neck and back issues ever since they, they come and go. And pretty much, uh, I, I was stupid because, you know, I'm, my wife doesn't work. Uh, after four days, after four days, I tried to go back to work because I had bills to pay. And, you know, like, you know, everyone at work knew about it. There was actually at the time there was like, uh, uh, somebody had like a, the, the aftermath video of it kind of like they didn't really get the whole accident on their dash cam, but they saw like the tail end of it. And so everyone knew about it. I mean, I sent pictures to HR. They all knew about it. I had a doctor's note and everything. Uh, even though I had a doctor's note and I came into work, uh, they still wrote me up. Never asked how I was doing. Never asked if I was okay. Did not care in the slightest. And now I know somebody's going to say, well, in reality, you're just an employee and blah, blah, blah. Well, yes, that's absolutely true. But, you know, it's one of the things where, you know, you sit there and they constantly use the words like we're, you know, we're family and this and that. And for me to go through something like that, you know that I went through it for you to not care and to still try and write me up, give me a point, all this other stuff. It's insane. It's absolute insanity that they would even try to do that. You know, so I ended up having an issue at work, called my doctor and he basically called me a idiot for going back to work. <laughs> And uh, told me I had to be off work for like three or four months. I need to start physical therapy and all this other stuff. And I was like, dude, like I got to pay my bills. Like, you know, <laughs> disability, you're not getting paid your full paycheck, dude. So we ended up making it work. I was off work for about four months, uh, physical therapy every other day for about three months. And, you know, I'll never basically be 100 hundred percent ever again, you know, some days I'll feel like I'm okay. Some days it's going to suck. It's just the, the way it is. You know, so my first day back, I come back to work my very first day back, like the very first day back. Um, I, I, I come in, you know, I haven't been there in four months and you know, not even how you doing, how you been, how you feeling? Nope. They put me back on the hardest job, you know, basically there like the heavy, just cause I'm a big dude. They put me on the on the heavy lifting jobs, you know. And I'm like, yeah. I even made a comment. I'm like, you're gonna put me on that job. I've been off for four months. I haven't worked in four months. I basically been on bed rest for two of those months. Uh, you know, is that really smart? And he he goes, well, you were released to full duty. That's where I need you. All right, you know. Three days goes by. Three days goes by, and you know, I start having really really bad back issues. You know, lifting these things, and I had to you know do and. In the eight years that I was there, I have never, ever asked to move jobs. I've never asked for any special treatment. I've never complained about doing the heavy lifting jobs. I made jokes about it, you know, but it was never like, dude, can you move me? You know, this and that. So I go to my boss and I say, hey, dude, I'm having a serious back issue with this job. Can you move me like for just the rest of the week, please? Um, you know, and he goes, yeah, I could do that. And then he moves me to another job that's just as just as bad, like literally, if not worse, because at least the one job I had like eight years of experience doing. So I knew how to do it. The other job he put me on was just as heavy, if not worse. Cause I don't, I, I'm not really used to doing that job. So it you, you get the points. It was different, but it was still just as bad. Well, 
Dude, I left there the first day that he moved me in so much pain. Next day I came in, I made a comment about it. I made a comment about it, like, dude, like, dude, my back is absolutely killing me. Basically was told too bad, you know, too bad, you know, that's where you're going to stay. And that's where I'm going to leave you. And, uh, ended up throwing my back out. Like, completely, th like, I, I picked this thing up. I, I picked this thing up. I did not. Uh, anticipate it and absolutely completely threw my back out to where I dropped it I basically fell over on all fours I had to be helped up from the ground I was in so much pain and then basically was sent to the doctor uh, they sent me back and said I had restrictions I threw my back out uh, back spasms all this other stuff so then now they they were pissed off at me that I was on, you know, it's considered light duty where basically you're going to sit at a desk and put parts together and realistically not do much, but it all could have been avoided, you know, but it is what it is. That's kind of like the history I have, you know, and so like in all honesty, yeah, I'll be completely honest in the last probably two years, probably two and a half years, maybe even, you know, uh, I have been in a real like F this place mode. I've been in a, uh, my, my motto that I tell everybody is I go to work and try to do the least amount of work possible and get paid as much as possible. <laughs> like I get my job done, whatever job you put me on, I'll get the job done. It, you know, we do, you know, we have six line moves a day. I'll get all six line moves done and usually won't have any discrepancies or anything like that, depending on what I'm doing before someone calls me out. Uh, but in the last two and a half years, I just don't care. I don't stay overtime. I don't come in early. I don't help them do any extra stuff. I do my I do my six six line moves. And I'm gone. I'm one of the first ones at the door. I don't care. I mean, HR has been out to get me for I don't know how long. Uh, every time I go to them with an issue or something like that, and I like you know like an injury or you know whatever attendance thing, you know wife having a baby, whatever. Uh, basically, it's. It, it, you'll find that out in a second. I'll go through my write-up um, with you in a second. But it, it's it's been horrible. This new HR staff that we have, uh, the the management we have around the place in the last probably about four years has been absolutely horrible. I used to, I tell everybody all the time, when I, my first five years at my job, on Sunday nights, I would be excited to go to work. I loved going to work. I love the job that I do. I love the people I work with. Um, but they've killed it. That management and HR has killed the motivation for me to, you know, for example, like I get, I got in trouble one time for talking. Anyone that knows me knows that I like to talk. That's why I love podcasting. I could talk for days. Uh, I talk to everybody. I talk to everybody in the place. I talk to everybody in the shop. I, you know, get pretty much get along with everybody besides, you know, upper management and HR. And, you know, one day, uh, my daughter, I was actually leaving for HRX. I was getting, I was already scheduled for a week and a half off. And my daughter, like, split her head open at home. Had to get stitches. Well, she was scheduled to get her stitches out the day before I was supposed to leave. So I actually had to go and fill out a, another vacation form for an extra day. And my boss goes, didn't you already, don't you already have, like, a week and a half off? I was like, yeah, but, you know, I got this and this going on. He goes, oh, and he goes, so he initiates a conversation and goes, 
what happened? I was like, oh, she jumped off a chair and missed the bed and hit the corner of her bed and like had this big old gash on her forehead. And he proceeds to tell me and another employee like a 15-minute story. A 15-minute story about uh, his son getting stitches years ago, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as he's done, the other employee that I'm sitting there with went to say something and he just walked away. After he just listened to his whole 15-minute story, he went to say something. He just rudely walked away. So I let the guy finish. He told, like, a little two-minute story. I look over, and my boss is staring at me. So I go I go to walk. You know, I was like, all right, well, I don't know why he's staring. I'm going to walk away. So I go to walk away. And then he calls me over to the side and goes, hey, you know, you were over there talking for a long time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you were the one telling the story. He goes, yeah. And then I walked away. I was like, yeah, but he was talking. That was rude. He goes... And he goes, yeah, because you guys, you guys were standing there for too long. I'm like, wait, wait, are you seriously upset because we were talking over there with you? And then he just kind of rolled his eyes at me and walked away. And at the end of the day, he ended up pulling me up there with my union rep and my supervisor and basically gave me a warning about wasting time and talking. I couldn't believe it. I didn't get written up. It was basically a warning that if I do that, if I do that again, I, I could end up facing disciplinary actions. Well... This is one of the reasons why they hate me too. I have a, uh, every time I get, I, I have to go upstairs for a write up or talking to or whatever. I always, I always bring the union handbook with me where all the rules are and stuff like that. I basically slapped on the table and said, where is it saying my union handbook that I am not allowed to talk? If my job is done and it's done right, where is it saying that we're not allowed to talk to each other? So I don't know why we're up here. And I even I even said I'm like, dude, I you you told a story for like 15 minutes. He goes, dude, I told it was like two minutes. I'm like, it was 15 minutes, dude. I was, I can tell you exactly what you said. And it's like one of those things. Like even the union rep was like, why are we up here for this? This is absolutely ridiculous. You're up here for having a conversation with your boss. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. Now, uh, I'll get to the termination in a second, but. Let me explain something to you guys. So the last couple of years I've had, you know, not the best attendance due to the car accident, you know, having a baby. And, you know, if you guys know anything about my wife, when she got pregnant or gets pregnant, she has this thing that one in every like 500,000 women get where it's like the best way to describe it was called. Best way to explain it. It's like she gets vertigo for like three months. She can't eat. She can't drink. She throws everything up. We basically got to go to the hospital every two days to get her hooked up to an IV. So that way she doesn't get dehydrated. I mean, my first child, she lost 15 pounds in the first month being pregnant. So, yeah, there were times there. There are times where, like, she'll wake me up in the middle of the night and she just feels like she's dying. We got to go to the hospital. I don't go to work the next day. Even with the doctors know, explain what's happening. They still give me a point. So I end up on this. Um. I end, I end up on this. It's called the uh, the short the short program. Basically, if you reach enough attendance points in one year, for the next two years, you're only allowed to get up to four points after your sick day. So you get four sick days a year, and then you can only miss four days after that. Uh, so what happened was, due to COVID, I was not aware of this, by the way, because I didn't get this email. When they first put us off of work, they uh, paid us for six weeks. I was not aware that an email went out and I went back and checked. I don't delete emails. I just mark them all as red. I never got this email that basically said you have to contact them to opt out. 
um, basically they took all four of your sick days for the next year and then they'll pay you for six weeks rather than you going straight on unemployment. Now me knowing that I need my sick days, I would have said, don't take my sick days. I'll just go on unemployment. I thought my company was just being nice and paying everybody for six weeks before we went, had to go on unemployment. That's when I was like a full-time mixer streamer. <laughs> so I found out this was in March. I found out on my, on my anniversary in October, I got my vacation days, but then I had no sick days. Uh, and I went to the office and I was like, Hey, why does it say I had no sick days? And they explained it to me. I'm like, wait, what? Like I, number one, I never gave you written or verbal consent to take my days. You can't just opt me into something. They're like, well, that was like six months ago. So we already paid you and all this other stuff. And I was like, dude, I'll trade some vacation days. Or I'll pay you back. I want my days back. And they, and they basically wouldn't do it. So I'm on this short program where I can only get four points and I have no sick days for all of 2021. So I have my, I have my write up here. I'm going to explain to you guys exactly, exactly what this says. Okay. It says as a follow up to your schedule two, which is short program, final written warning in April, your attendance record is not improved. You've accumulated the following points. I'll go through that in a second. In accordance with policy and the agreement with the union effective today, July 28th, your employment with is hereby terminated. Okay. So let me go through these points real fast. So on January 12th, I had an early out. I, le I left at uh, I left at noon for a uh, doctor's appointment, and then I and then I got there's only half a point, right? So it's half a point. So February 10th, that is the day that my father-in-law passed away. That is the day I got a phone call um, after lunch that they were taking him off of life support. And yeah, they, they, uh, you know, they knew about that. I had a note and I asked for bereavement. So they left that point on there, which should not have been on there. Um, and then I had an unpaid absence in April 5th, uh, and then April 9th, one of, or April. So April 9th was a false labor. We thought my wife was going to labor early. Uh, she wasn't brought a doctor's note in explaining that they thought I was in that she was in labor, but she wasn't. But still, even with the doctor's note, they still gave me a point. And April 16th, I'll get into that story in a second. Long story short, real fast was they approved a point or they approved a day off. And then after I was home the next day, they told me that I couldn't do that. And then the same thing happened July 22nd and 23rd. I had a doctor's note. I had a procedure done. Yes, it's official. I'm not having any more kids. <laughs> and I, so what basically happened with these last two points, number one, there shouldn't have been, a, there should not have been a point on there for me leaving early for my father-in-law passing away. That was supposed to be under bereavement and excused. They left it on there. Even after I mentioned to it multiple times, they did not take them off there or take it off of there. April 16th. Um, I was up. I was awake all night. Uh, my wife was having really bad contractions, but they weren't quite close enough yet. So we thought she was going to go into labor, but then she didn't go into labor by the time I had to leave for work. So I was like, I'm just going to go to work. Let me know if it changes because it kind of slowed down. I almost fell asleep on the way to work. And now I don't, it's very rare. I've, it's only happened like one time on like a 12 hour drive that I felt like I was going to fall asleep. 
No, this time actually scared me because I was almost at work and I woke up as my car was drifting into another lane and it scared the crap out of me. Like I've never had that happen. I basically fell asleep for a quick second. So I actually reached out to HR and I said, hey, my wife is past her due date. Am I allowed to take my, you know, baby bonding family leave early? Uh, because, you know, because this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. They reached back out to me and said, yes, you can get this past the due date. So basically, I, luckily I got it all in an email. They approved it, said I was good. It was on a Thursday, April 16th. April 16th. Um, basically said, we'll see you in June. Good luck to you and your wife, blah, blah, blah. The next day I'm at home, I get a call from payroll saying that you're marked AWOL, like no call, no show. Um, so I trans had them transfer me to HR. The lady goes, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell them, blah, blah, blah. And this lady was an intern. I just I found out, by the way. She was an intern for HR who approved me to be off. She calls me back an hour later basically saying, like, yeah, we're going to need, like, a caregiver note for you to be off. And I was like, what do you mean? You, you, it was already approved. She goes, yeah, well, we weren't really supposed to approve it. So we're going to need you to get a caregiver note. So I reached out to our, doc, to our doctor, and they said caregiver notes are only given out with patients who are going to have C-sections, not natural births. So I can't legally, I can't give you one. So I reached back out to HR. I said, well, I can't legally get one, so I don't know what you want me to do. Basically, they told me I had to come back to work Monday. They were hoping and praying that she had the baby over the weekend, though, which she did not. Came back to work Monday. They tried to write me up on, they wrote me up on Tuesday. I did not sign it. I refused to sign it. And I said, no, you approved me to be off and then changed your mind afterwards. That's on you. Uh, called the union. Union actually did not take the point off. Uh, so it's partially their fault too. And, you know, she had the, she ended up having the baby like on Wednesday. <clears throat> and that's when I was off for 10 weeks. Basically, you know, get ready to start on the job and everything too. So. You know, I followed up with HR or with uh, the union. I never got a call back, so I didn't think anything of it. Well, I came back to work. I had my procedure done. I reached out to HR again, gave them my doctor's note. I said, hey, my doc you know, I want to make sure this is excused. Is everything good? I want to make sure I'm not going to get a point for being off two days because I have a doctor's note. They waited until 4 o'clock on Wednesday and said, well, since you have a doctor's note that says they want you to be at home, you're quote, not allowed to be at work tomorrow or Friday. So uh, I'll speak with the other ladies and see what we're supposed to do. And I was like, okay, well, you're telling me I can't go to work. What am I supposed to do? And it's, I tried to reach out to the doctor, but he already left for the day because I wasn't trying to just get a return to work slip, but they literally left me no time to even fix anything. So the next day I get a, I get a call saying, well, only the only way we can excuse is if you get these papers signed, reach out to the doctor. I ask him, Hey, I, my work's asking for this. He basically said it doesn't fall under that. What they're asking for. I can't sign this, blah, blah, blah. So I reach out to HR and say, Hey, they can't, they can't do it. You know? So what am I supposed to do? You told me, you basically tied my hands and said, I can't come to work. So I'm not at work. You know, and I was like, then you waited this long, blah, blah, blah. They basically didn't care. I went back to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They basically, you have three days to write somebody up. So they got the whole three days out of me, waited till the end of the day, and decided to give me this paper right here and terminate me. And, you know, so <laughs> this is a funny story that everybody likes. 
So I already know, like people around work can tell you, I already knew I was gonna be back. I knew you were sending me on a vacation. Uh, there's no way I have all these emails. You're not gonna, you know, reinstate me. You guys are screwing me over. Blah blah blah. So I basically took the termination. I refuse. Right here it says employee refused to sign because when you, as soon as you sign something, you gotta be very careful with the rules around there. As soon as you sign something, you're agreeing default. If I would, if I were to sign this paper. I would have been screwed because I am, I am agreeing that I, I accrued all these points, which is not true. Realistically, I should only have, you know, realistically, I have five points sitting here. In reality, I should only have like one, if not two. So, yeah, I should have my sick days. But anywho. So, basically, they, they try to do this whole song and dance thing and like parade me around. They basically have to escort you out. Well, I'm working on one side of the facility, which is a big facility. Uh, they basically are getting ready to escort me, and they're going to escort me out in front of everybody. And everyone knows when you're being escorted what happened. And everyone's already waving, yelling, and, you know, making comments. So I went to go out the side door so I can walk on the outside of the building. Superintendent goes, oh, we can't go that way. You got you to gotta go this way. And I'm like, no, you're parading me around in front of everybody. And then he goes, well, that's that's policy. I said, no, I'm not going to be paraded around and, and humiliated in front of everybody because not everybody knows the whole story. Everyone's going to actually think that I was fired for something wrongdoing. You know, and then he goes, well, we got to go this way. I'm like, nope, I'm going this way. What are you going to do, fire me twice? And I walked out the door with the union rep, and he was laughing. We ended up walking down the side of the building. They have to walk you all the way to your car. And then uh, my union rep shakes my hand, tells me to go contact it. You know, so-and-so, the head guy. Send them all the emails, and you'll be back. Don't worry. I've already talked to them. And I look at my superintendent, and he has his head down. Me being the dick that I am, held my hand out to him to shake his hand. He shakes my hand, and I'm like, I'll see you soon. And then I hopped in my car, and I left. To explain how much gossip goes around there and how fast the word spreads, I wasn't even at the freeway yet, and somebody on a different shift already called me to see what happened. I was like, dude, I just left. Like, how do you already know? Like, so I ended up going home, sending my emails over. Uh, you know, so I was on, this was on a Wednesday. Send the emails over to the union rep, whatever, you know, stream that night. What, you know, it is what it is. And then I get a call from the union, the, the head union rep Thursday morning. He's pissed. He says it's BS. Uh, he goes down there. Now, usually, okay, anytime someone's been reinstated for a wrongful termination, uh, it usually takes minimum three to five days. Sometimes people have been off for like two weeks. But the thing is, anytime that you're off, they have to pay you for it because they wrongfully terminated you and put you out of work. So I was like, dude, I'm probably going to be off for like a week, whatever, who cares? But he calls me at 7 a.m. on Thursday. He says, I'm heading down there right now. I'm going to fight fight the F out of this thing. This is BS, blah, blah, blah. I was like, do your thing, man. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. Days going by, figuring out what I'm going to do. Do I want to stream? You know, why? I don't have to be, at, be in bed too late tonight. You know, and yeah, I can stream late, whatever. <laughs> I can record some podcasts, you know, all this other stuff. And uh, <laughs> I get a phone call. I get a phone call. Uh on my union rep and he goes he goes well get ready for work tomorrow you're being reinstated i'm like what 
And he goes, yep, it's the fastest reading statement ever at this company. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, basically I presented, I presented them the case. I presented them the points, presented them the emails, and they basically had no defense. The only thing they said was they don't want you back, but it doesn't matter if they don't want you back. It's, it's the fact of the matter is that you guys were wrong. So in less than 24 hours, I was reinstated. Um, I just had to go to work early Friday to sign paperwork. So this is my favorite. This is my favorite part, right? So I just got terminated for quote unquote attendance, right? They tell us to be me and the union, the, the union rep, to be there at 4:45 in the morning. I start work at five. They want us to be there at 4:45 in the morning to go in there, sign the paper, sign the reinstatement agreement, and everything, so I can start work right at five. HR doesn't walk in until 5.05. You know, and then, okay, now again, this is where my, my mouth gets me in trouble. It doesn't really get me in trouble this time. I was right, but I go, I go, wow. And I was like, it's okay for, you know, it's okay for you guys to be late. She goes, well, we usually don't come in until 7. I'm only here early because, because of this whole thing. I'm like, well, if I didn't get wrongfully terminated, you wouldn't be here at all. So <laughs> she was not happy about it. I don't really care. Uh, you know, you guys did me wrong. You guys, you know, tried to screw me. So it is what it is. Basically, she hands me the paper, signs it, and then we walk out to the floor where my superintendent had no idea I was coming back. He was not filled in that I was coming back that day. And he looks over and sees me, and he's just like, what the F? Like, let, like one day? You were off for one day? Yep. And I told you I'd be back. And, you know, Ever since, they've been screwing with me, putting me on the hardest jobs, you know, trying to basically pick on me, mess with me. I don't really care. I know I'm going to be out of there soon. I mean, we're still working on everything with Texas and stuff like that. It's not happening as fast as everybody wants, um, but it, it's it's going to get done. I have full on faith that everything's going to work out. I mean, there's nothing that says it's not and nothing that shows that it's not going to. It's just everything everything has to basically, you know, work out pretty much. I know a lot of you guys have been asking me about the Texas move and all this other stuff. You guys have heard me and Super Jew talk about it on stream. You've heard us talk about it in podcasts. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, have, you know, just patience. It's just, it's just about being patient, making sure everything works out in the right way at the right time, you know? So it's all good. Uh, I'm, I'll be out of this company soon. I've been dealing with this stuff for too long. I'm not passionate about what I do anymore. I rather, I want to move on to bigger and better things. So, it's, it's all good. So there's my story, guys. <laughs> you guys were asking. You got, you guys were asking about it. There it is. Yes, I got fired. I was reinstated. I'm still working the job. And anyone I work with can tell you my attitude since I've been back has been honestly really bad. Uh, I don't care right now. Uh, I'm not going any extra mile for anybody. I'm just I know my job. I get my job done. I go home. Don't want anything to do with upper management. I don't want anything to do with management, period. Uh, I still talk to my coworkers. I still talk to my friends around there. But other than that, I, I, I basically, anyone that's in management, not talking to, not not even having a conversation with them. So, <laughs> I mean, they've been asking for overtime and this and that. And I'm all like, why? you guys just like wrongfully terminated me last week. Why would I do anything to help you guys out right now? Because you guys were willing to let, Knowing, knowing me and knowing that I'm a solo income with four children, you guys knew you were wrong and were still going to get rid of me. Why would I go the extra mile for you guys? Why would you, you call us family? Why would you treat family that way? For whatever reason you have, you guys 
completely trying to screw me. I know you guys are having issues right now. I know all this other stuff, but like to try and screw me out of my job, not knowing that I already have another job, another job lined up doesn't matter. But it was completely, completely out of line. But I had the last laugh, you know, and <laughs> they're gonna be. I'm gonna be laughing even harder when I can go in there and quit. And they're going to be like, they just had to go through all this trouble, fire me and reinstate me. That's a lot of paperwork they had to do. And then I'm going to end up quitting on them. So I'll get the last laugh again. Guys, thank you guys for all the love on this podcast. Thank you guys for the reviews, for sharing on social media. I see you guys sharing on Facebook. I see you guys sharing it on Twitter, retweeting the episodes when they go live. Thank you so much. We have been killing it on this podcast recently. Numbers continue to grow. You know, the you know, concurrent listeners every week continue to grow. All time continue to grow. It's absolutely insane. You know, uh, I never thought that we'd be here. You know, we're about, you know, I don't know what, what episode this is, to be honest with you. It's either 50 or 51. I'm not sure. Possibly. But <laughs> thank you guys so much. I, I, I truly enjoy doing this. I'm sorry that the live streams haven't been as frequent. You know, I just haven't had that passion for gaming recently, which which I'll get into in a different episode. But Thank you guys for continuing to stick by me. Thank you guys for continuing to support me. Thank you guys for being active, you know, with me on social media, on Gilded, Discord, you know, all that stuff. On stream when I am on stream. So you got you guys are what keep me going. I continue to say it all the time. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. But that's it for this episode, guys. Have a great rest of your week. As always, stay safe, stay blessed. I love you guys. Peace.